I, uh, when I start recording, it doesn't say this meeting is being recorded anymore. I miss that. I miss that lady's voice. I do too. I mean, all I the do lady? is hit a button that goes from green to red. So, I mean, I guess that's kind of the same, but that kind of is. It's, uh, <sighs> not as good. Um, Let's see. Welcome. Welcome to Brigham Young Money. You got you got just the just the OG crew here. We've had a busy set of guests over the last uh, month. I th- Has it been a month? I don't know. We had a good string of guests, but we had to, you know, I think we're just going to close things out this year. Uh, just as miserable as the way we started it with the three of us just uh, waxing poetic about how awful everything is. Simply um, having a wonderful Christmas time. That's right. Why break a tradition when it's working? <laughs> exactly. If it's not broken. Don't fix it, baby. That's absolutely right. But for real, thank you to. Uh, I hope I hope people enjoyed the guests that we had on. I I got some good feedback about um, all the episodes that that we had, um, especially with the guests. Um, yeah, we had a good like uh, smorgasbord of people on over the last few weeks, and uh, it's it's cool. I like, I like introducing some new people and into the canon. And, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. There was, a in our last conversation, um, with Tony and Dave, there was, there's certainly some lost tapes, uh, from that episode that are going to have to make, stick to the archives along with that other lost episode that we have. When we um, finally get off our ass and put together a Patreon. Well, even then I'm just like thinking like, I don't know, like that, that the original Lost episode, I'm wondering if like how funny that's going to be and maybe horrifying and probably horrifying. It might even be now like to go back and listen to that one that we couldn't release to see how bad things are since then. I mean, I remember some of the content that was in there about the state of things going into the upcoming school year. And uh, yeah, things are really bad. Um, But one Quick thing, sure, uh, and it's on a positive note. As you have probably uh, gathered after listening to the past two podcasts, we have new theme music. That's and right. I need to give a big shout out to one of my best friends. Consider him a brother. I've known him since high school. His name is Brian Noble. He is at Mister One Up on twitter you might may also know him as mycon from the hip-hop collective uh broken silence and free mind movement he is the the brains and the beauty behind the new theme music and we tip our hat to him love you thank you oh yeah thank you king really appreciate it um so <laughs> i want to start out this episode by list by talking about something that came up the other day um about this uh mom influencer um who has well i'll start at the beginning so it just makes me mad that there is such a thing as a mom influencer i know i know her like you just live her, in such a dog shit age her handle is like motherhood essentials which um anyway so what does that mean the fact that she was like and it is at the at the time was seemed to be mean more she aspiring. has a very full xanax Prescription. Uh, well, I'll tell you what it sort of meant is that she was has a Instagram highlight about the cure about how she cures her kids autism. So um, that's, that's always a, a good first huge step. red flag. But anyway, uh, so Carly and I were driving the other day and she um, was in the passenger seat and I could and she was listening to this Instagram story or I guess it was an Instagram TV. So it was long. And she was listening to this woman in um, in who, who's in her car giving a, uh, and she's telling this story about how she was the victim of an attempted kidnapping of her children. Like she has, uh, I think, two kids. They were at um, a Michael's craft store in the middle of the day. And she recounts these for like 20 minutes, these step by step, all these events that led to her essentially having to make a break for it and escape out of this Michaels with her kids hopping into the car and driving away and narrowly escaped. And I, you know, I I know that, you know, kidnappings are obviously things that happen, but most kidnappings that take place are not, you know, in broad daylight 
in straight by strangers in the middle of a crowded store uh, during Christmas shopping time. That's just like it, it. That seems like pretty chaotic. And so I was pretty skeptical. Just I mean, not that I'm, uh, you know, normally skeptical, but like the way that these uh, that that like the Save the Children QAnon um, has bled into a lot of the influencer sphere in particular, but a lot of like the mom blog type stuff and like the wellness people. I was uh, kind of skeptical when I looked at her Instagram highlights and she had um, just a whole bunch of highlights about, you know, like I mentioned, curing autism, but also from a Save the Children rally. And my cousin had posted, uh, you know, these this IGTV video on her story and being like, this is something that like I'm really passionate about. And my cousin's mom is a huge Q person, but my cousin isn't. She thinks all that's whack. But even someone like my cousin who has really good intentions is obviously believing this because she has no reason not to believe this type of thing. And she's like, this is one of my biggest fears with my two little girls. And like, um, it's always important to keep an eye out or whatever. And I was like, this just, I don't know. The, this It just felt kind of weird when I saw the videos of her at the Save the Children rally, mainly because I've read so much about how you know, Q people and like those Save the Children rallies, a lot of these um, brains of these people can like, and it's hard, it's hard because I don't, th I think a lot, a lot and probably the vast majority of these people mean well, but they fall victim yeah. to something that's, um, it's, it's really like a new satanic panic type of situation where, yeah, it's, they're in yeah, therein lies the dichotomy. I think you can, we can definitely, I don't think it's going on a limb saying that a lot of these people have good intentions and believe in the idea of saving children and ending human trafficking. But in the paradoxical uh, world in which we live in, where we have all of this information at our fingertips, but we're also completely inundated and just buried in disinformation. Yeah. It's hard to really separate the truth. And it's actually something that's going on in my own family um <clears throat> a lot with you know like the the antifa's coming to your door yes. and they're going to murder and you know human trafficking and this and that to which i always always say when i'm in these conversations with my extended family you have to consider the source Absolutely. you can't just take things at face value anymore that if i mean if you're going to be an informed citizen moving forward in this information slash disinformation age you have to have to check your sources and see where it is that you're getting your news from yeah. and where you're getting your information from. Or it's so easy to go down these batshit rabbit holes and not really knowing where it's going to end up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there's another example of this that kind of came out this week, too. It was a. Uh... Alex Tanner, who wrote an essay for Jewish Currents about like oh Mormon mommy bloggers, yeah, and like, and she pretty much just traced like their continued like downward spiral into conspiracy theory. That uh, article felt like I was I, reading it. Felt like I was watching Uncut Gems. Like, <laughs> yeah, every single paragraph, my anxiety just continued to build and build. It's I I don't know if I've ever read an article with like that kind of frantic pace and that kind of like frantic frame it's wild like it was like legitimately like watching requiem for a dream yeah it yeah it was so like broken too like the yeah. whole there wasn't really like a structured story to the to the and that's the way it works with social media too like you'll swipe through and you'll see a bunch of people and you'll see one thing that's like trying to sell you something the next thing he was like uh masks are actually of the devil because it says in the bible mask of the beast and yeah. mark of the beast and you'll just be inundated with that sort of insane bullshit. Yeah. And that's the dangers of social media altogether. Like Facebook and Instagram have pretty much destroyed democracy. In that's this country. right. Well, and, and well, like and YouTube, we, we yeah. gotta, we gotta shout out YouTube. That's right. Oh, but yeah. like, cause there's this desire to break out of the funnels of information that we traditionally receive. And I am sympathetic to that, but it's also makes you all more susceptible to be, uh, you know, put into a brand new funnel where I looked at this, at this, woman's page who you know she I, i'm gonna give her the benefit out and think that she does mean well but she um you know i i could immediately see on her profile all the signs of someone who consumes like that type of media i listened to too much q anon anonymous to know like uh, everything that they're consuming and there was like all the signs right there so 
Um, there's a BuzzFeed article that's that came out uh, after the fact. So just a couple of days ago, it says a Latino couple accused of trying to kidnap a mom influencers kids have been cleared by police. The couple are now accusing the influencer of racial profile profiling. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 pretty tough. So, I mean, her videos went very viral on on Instagram. She gained like. 70,000 followers or something and there were and all, the vast majority of the comments were like oh my god like this is you know something I'm always concerned about with like with my kids and of course we want people should protect their kids and keep an eye on their kids and that type of thing but assuming we are giving this woman the benefit of the doubt she has concocted a situation in her brain and and like turned it into an actual reality where she is genuinely terrified of just this random couple who was, who was uh, at by the the police's account, the couple's account, and like uh, witnesses in the store were talking about their own grandchildren, and this woman thought that the this couple who was talking about their grandchildren was talking about her kids, so meaning that they were definitely you know trying to kidnap her kids. So, I I mean like in the most charitable I, I will be to her I mean she still has fallen victim to this type of funnel where she can create this reality in her brain at, at, at its best and that's really sad to me and like a lot of people are um are like you know in this same boat and uh I'm not gonna really get into whether or not she was racially profiling I can't really speak to that but she you know has has built this image in her brain of what a kidnapping looks like of what like a human trafficking situation looks like and you know made it made herself believe that this is what's taking place so um i don't really have any like solutions for this because uh <laughs> this is just getting wider and wider and uh it's just it's just kind of the reality that we're living in like even and again people that mean well are often put into these funnels of information where they fall victim to um, things that, you know, people that, that don't mean well, uh, leading people astray or, you know, just straight up mis and disinformation. But anyway, uh, I think that's all I got to say about, about the mom blogger, but you know, I, I think it's also particularly bad too, because there is one half of the political spectrum that completely buys into it and actually encourages it as well. So that's the problem with it too. Is like us, a lot of these like wellness like influencers probably wouldn't be Republicans or anything like that, but they're turning that way because that's the only one that's feeding their own delusions. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And that's like, I mean, it's the conundrum that we're all kind of put in where, I mean, what it really comes down to is the ruling class in general is above uh, any sort of consequences for the atrocities they've committed on uh, all of humanity. But like uh, harming children is is part of that. And that's not like, I mean, that's been a uh, quote bipartisan project for a long time. And, you know, you have a a sizable chunk of the Republican Party, not uh, not to mention our incoming Congressman Burgess Owens, like paying, um, you know, paying tribute to like Q people and that whole thing. And that this is just the trajectory we're on. So yep. it's uh, we're going full speed ahead, I guess. Yeah, you can't bar the barn door now because the horse is already out and it's pretty much ran a country mile. So yeah, man, it really has. So um other utah stuff that's uh, that wasn't in utah that was in california but that feels like a utah story it's near and dear but putting a <laughs> putting a uh a nice bow on yes. it, making it utah based we've talked about talked about a jewish current you know the jewish currents article um another one that really needs to be mentioned if you haven't read the vice article on Operation Underground Railroad. Oh, you know, that's right. And Tim Ballard, one of our favorite people, you know, a main character in BYM canon. Uh, I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah. If you want to, to really see an illustration of just how badly they act and just how big of a grift. Yeah, it's, it's a straight Operation up scam. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's... Yeah, it's it's a total scam, and they really go into great, great detail. Yeah, we got to do a bonus it. episode about about oh, that yes. article. And it'll about definitely them. happen. Um, 
but it ties in with QAnon and human trafficking. So I felt like I had to bring it up. And also Absolutely. Glenn Beck and multi-level marketing. It's the perfect right. like it Utah, is Utah story. Bingo. God, it really is. Um, okay, so another another breaking news. We've had a really fun time recently with um, a certain uh, local politician named Brad Wilson, and you might Bench. know him as as the uh, president of Destination Homes. I got from reading his bio. I think I think that's what it is. Um, so he's made he's made news this uh, last week because um, he's a big bitch. He is a massive bitch. And he decided he was going to hold the Salt Lake City School District hostage and the teachers hostage um, in response to uh, the legislature and Spencer Cox, who took credit for this, giving Listen. all teachers in the state a bonus, um, you know, for what they've had to deal with. But Brad Wilson said, no, uh, no bonus for Salt Lake City school teachers unless they come back to school in person by like X day. Which is funny, too, because it didn't like that bonus money is also going to like charter school teachers who are teaching remote. Like it's just strictly targeting Salt Lake City school district. That's it. And just because like early on in the pandemic, they were the ones that kind of like thumb their nose at the state by being the only school district to say like, yeah, no, we're not going back until we hit the criteria we set. Yes. The district that was hit the hardest in the state uh, of COVID impacts um, was weirdly reticent to go back to in-person uh, classes immediately. And we're being punished essentially. Um, but yeah. Just just to be fair, you know, a lot of people said a lot of mean things about Brad Wilson, and I think it's only fair that he gets to have just a little extortion as a treat. God. Okay, so Spencer Spencer Cox um, continued his streak bitch. of being like the whiniest bitch on Twitter, and I I'm just like. I cannot believe this is what we have to deal with for like the next decade is Spencer just he does something and he does something and people take issue with it or people take issue with something uh, tangentially related to him. And then he does these like 50 tweet threads about decorum and it's fucking insufferable. Jordan, go off. <laughs> OK, so first of all, just going back to um, they resolved that issue with Salt Lake City School District between Governor Cox and the legislature and the school district by pretty much doing a backdoor deal, which forces the schools, the schools to go back and do in-person learning anyway. But the extortion worked. It did work. Nice. So hooray, story's over. But then when people started calling it extortion, we got this long, massive thread from Spencer Cox. I will read you some of it now. Um, here we go. Quote. I've spoken often about how politics has become a religion for far too many people, but I'm equally worried that it is becoming something else, sport. While many are concerned that sports has become too political, I'm worried that politics has become too sporty. There are obviously parallels between religion and sports fanaticism that can and have ex been explored by, by me and others elsewhere. But politics, <laughs> but politics as sport has a huge entertainment value and significantly different expectations for the players, parentheses, politicians, and fans, parentheses, voters. Okay, I'm going to stop right there because that is some of the most, like, insulting things I've ever heard. Anyway, what he's saying is voters should not have a say. You're just a fan. You're an observer. So yep. shut the fuck up. Yep. And it's incredible for, like, the incoming governor of a state to say that shit. It, like, it's it's fucking insane. It's it's and there, you know, apparently the word of the day is dichotomy. That is Spencer Cox in a nutshell. He has this like aw shucks facade when he really is a monster who's incredibly in or insecure and will lash out and have these little bitch fits when he doesn't get what he wants. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I said and, this on Twitter, but he is Bobby Newport from Parks yeah, and Recreation. He really is. Dude. If nothing else, though, at least we, we got to get a Bobby Newport clip in here of him, like, crying about people being mean to him. <laughs> that, that hurt my feelings. That hurt my feelings. 
You're supposed to be this positive person. Can't we just talk about things we like? I'm nervous, man. I'm nervous. God. I guess I want to do a good job because um, I like it when people think I do a good job. Can't you uh -huh. just let me have it? <laughs> just let me have it. Um, that's Mads the thing. He doesn't like, have any opposition. And you're I right. Know. We're stuck with this for like at least the next I decade. Know. Yeah. It's so miserable. The and only thing we have is to call you a dickhead on Twitter. It's that's literally all we have. We, he's, he's, you have a supermajority. Yes, dude. This is literally all we have. And he still can't even, he can't even fucking deal with it. Um, he's President Z. He, I know. he can do whatever he wants. I know. And he's and still he's, not happy. He's still not happy. And, uh, Mads quote tweeted that first tweet and said, no, you think politics is sports in the sense that you think it's a nebulous form of entertainment with no real impact on people's lives. The rest of us know that politics is life or death. And that's exactly right, because Spencer Cox has this whole thread to defend the the personal character of Brad Wilson. He's like, OK, well. <laughs> He's he's I know him personally, like we had this heart to heart conversation and like we worked out a deal. And so in doing so, like all of this and I know him so well, um, I like he's not a, he's a, he's a good person. And there was never like malice or or ill intent of any kind. Um, you know, it's really and, crazy how they worked out this deal behind closed doors. Yes. And it completely aligned with what they've wanted since July. Exactly. But like. And, and, and to say that that like the policies you enact or the policies you believe in don't reflect you as a person, that's treating politics like sport. Like sports. That's yeah, exactly. treating politics like sport. Thinking that's, that you can, it, yes, somebody can throw a basketball in a hoop and that isn't a reflection of them on a person one way or another. But if you are holding teacher, teachers hostage for like a $1,500 bonus check, um, it, while you're already paying them like the least uh, in the entire country, like, yeah, that does say something about you as a person. I don't give a fuck if he was nice to you when your secret backdoor meeting to get what he wanted. Like, he's a shitty and, person. And if yeah. you were a good person, you wouldn't be sending teachers back to school in the middle of a pandemic when you know kids aren't wearing masks and following the rules. Yeah. You're marching teachers to their deaths. Nice people don't do that. Good yeah. people don't do that. And you're going to get a little bit of backlash. And I don't care if you won 70% of the vote. Getting on Twitter and throwing a bitch fit yeah. doesn't do anything other than make even more people hate you. No, no, it's, it's, you're completely right too. He's doing like literally like the Charles Barkley, I'm not a role model shit, which is, which is incredible from like a person who's supposed to be like a publicly elected official. He's doing the Virgil text Texas. You can't get mad at me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, oh, the, and this is how, I mean, okay. So somebody said, oh, and of course he, he ended this whole thing by saying, um, you know, this oh, I got all, one more tweet okay. in this thread I want to show okay, you, you keep too. going. Don't get me wrong. As someone that has been pining for more people, especially youth, to get involved, increased engagement can't be oh good. My God. The problem is when we forget that good politics is work and bad politics is show, good politics is broccoli, bad politics is cotton candy. What the fuck does that mean? I have no idea. Like, good politics is work. What work were you doing? You just... Pretty much just God, like force the school so district long. to do exactly what you wanted them to do from yeah. the very beginning. You shared an article in this thread about how this is what you wanted them to do from the very beginning. Yep. Yep. But in that my, thread, he, he posted that. Yep. But my favorite part of this whole thing, my absolute like favorite thing of all is when he shares like Benjamin Woods tweet within it too. Not like re like, yeah. not like retweeting or something like he screen caps it too. So yep. it doesn't like tag him <clears> in it too. But Okay, so Benjamin Wood used to be a reporter for the Salt Lake Tribune. He has since left the Tribune, and his Twitter feed is way more entertaining now than it used to be because he gives zero fucks anymore. Yep. So he just says this while sharing Benjamin Wood's uh, tweet. Why do I share all of this? Because I was very close to doing the easy thing but would have missed an opportunity to build relationships and work to get to the best outcome. Being patient and not assuming the worst is less fun but more productive – and it's old fashioned. So Benjamin Wood pretty much just tweeted like, call me old fashioned, but if Spencer J. Cox wants to sit out public debate, maybe he shouldn't have run for governor. Yeah. And then and that was like about how emoji. like 
Yeah, because and the reason why Benjamin tweeted that is because Spencer Cox said um, he was he was out touting this bonus that he was giving to all these teachers. And then the next piece of news about it is that Brad Wilson's holding teachers hostage. And then uh, Benjamin or the, the Trib asked uh, Spencer Cox, you know, uh, how do you feel about him uh, holding the teachers hostage? And Spencer said, I would that he was going to, quote, sit this one out in the email. That's that's the way he worded it. I'm going to sit this one out. He's such a goddamn coward. Yep. I'm going to sit on my hands and I'm not going to do anything. But if you get mad at me, then you're a bad faith actor. Yep. Oh, okay. That's, so, suck that's my also, dick in the back, Spencer. So, continue. Uh, continue. Let's get to the bad faith actor part. Uh, oh, next, the, the very the last one. Because that was the next day. But, yeah, that was the next day after so, like Brad Wilson like imploded yes, and like got ratioed right. like 19 times because he just couldn't keep his mouth shut. This is one of the most insulting parts of the Spencer Cox thread is that he says, the truth is I'm still not good at this. Uh, Lieutenant Governor elect Deidre Henderson always reminds me, quote, if it feels good, don't send it. But I'm a sports guy at heart. I'm going to make mistakes. And sometimes blasting people is the right thing, but it should always be last, not first. So please be patient (laughs) with me. But more importantly, be patient with each other. Maybe judge more on outcomes than the messy process. Let's be quick to assume the best and, and slow to assume the worst celebrate the boring and maybe just maybe eat a little more broccoli and i want to f- this motherfucker this mother okay do you so, want to know what the fucking outcomes are spencer all right i'm gonna go off he literally said yes tell us about the outcomes. he says judge hundred fifteen thousand americans are dead yeah those are the outcomes those are the fucking outcomes and look at the graph thousand people that's how many Thousands of families are now without siblings, without brothers, without fathers, without babies, yeah. with without their grandparents. Yeah, and and you're forcing, you're marching people to their no. fucking deaths. And, That's and they, the outcome. They that too, because we see that graph of when they when schools went back in session and oh, yeah. what everything looks like after that. It's like. Yeah, I actually uh, screen capped that one from the Tribune and sent it to him, too. It's like, here's the outcome, Spencer. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, that is the outcome. We judge politicians on the outcome. The outcome is the 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 messy process or, or whatever that he's talking about was that backdoor deal that allowed them to hold the teachers hostage. The outcome is that the teachers were held hostage and they have to go back to school and people are going to die because of that decision. Yeah, like and that's the calculation that they made and that just, it's worth some people dying for that. That's the calculation that they made. Not just that, but like. You are the governor. You have the most public-facing job in the state. And the fact is, if you can't take criticism, then you need to get the fuck out. Yes, and dude. go back to wherever the fuck farm that Sand you're from. Fairview. And go <laughs> shovel shit for the rest of your life, dude. Fuck off. God. It's, it's 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 just so maddening to just like have a politician be this condescending to you. The only thing more maddening than that is all the sycophants who like jumped in, like, Dude. "Thank you, Governor Cox. We love you, Governor Cox." Literally had a uh, Martha McSally staffer um, who worked at the RNSC telling me that nobody's denying the impact of policy on people's lives, but recognizing that the vast majority of policymakers want to help people and genuinely believe their ideas work towards that goal is necessary which he spelled wrong for a mature political debate ad hominem bomb thrown does nothing one if i call you a, a fucking idiot because of um the argument that you're making and i tell you why you're a fucking idiot that's not an ad hominem that's just spicing up why you're fucking wrong but also the uh whole let's see majority of policymakers want to help people uh would would really love a source on that one as you look around which we will get to the covid relief bill that just passed um I would love some evidence that the vast majority of policymakers want to help people because uh, no, <laughs> they <Yeah>. do not. <laughs> nope. Just, just like the thing that no one was breaking their back to get like more relief to people during this whole thing should show you that policymakers on both sides of the aisle don't really give a fuck about the people they're supposed to be working for. No, absolutely I mean, not. They just gave us $600. $600 is not enough to pay a month's rent on average Anywhere. in literally any state in the country. Zero I tweeted places. out today. I, I did just the, the minimum Google search and found out that the median uh, cost for childcare in Salt Lake City is $665 per child. Jesus. That's great. That's great. That's fantastic. 
and we will get to the COVID bill in just a second. Jordan, finish off uh, the the rest of that Spencer Cox shit because he he continued the next day. Oh, he did continue the next day. Hold on one second. Let me see <laughs> if I can find it. He slept on it and was still mad. He was still mad. It's what just a bitch. It's just incredible how much he just does not learn to just shut the fuck up. Like he just I wish can't not, dude. He can't. He absolutely can't. He's just so goddamn mad that people are actually like telling oh, him, like, man. Like he, okay, Jesus, dude, this would all right. I've got it. So, um, Angie Treasure, who does the Jazz Twitter, um, she like I, I don't know all that she does, but she's famously about, tank on yeah. Twitter. She said she quote tweeted it and said, 14 hours later, the original tweet, 14 hours later, I'm not sure if the take is it's bad for politicians to be snarky online for retweets or constituents shouldn't comment on local politics because it doesn't matter. And she said some other things. And uh, yeah, Spencer sucks. But he but Spencer quote tweeted her and said, the feedback from my post yesterday has been mostly positive and constructive. But this is one area that definitely deserves clarification amplification. The intent of the post was focused squarely on politicians. Constituent feedback slash criticism is vital to outcomes and change. You called us fans. Yes. Yep. He called he called everyone fans. Uh, constituent feedback is part of the messy process, maybe the most important part. That's why I've constantly pined for greater participation. It always leads to better outcomes. Unfortunately, there is a growing segment of trolling happening, especially online. Whether bots, anonymous accounts, or just generally bad actors, it's a problem with probably no solution, and I've seen it drive more and more officials away from the re- from real engagement. So yes, please respond and criticize frequently, but be wary of the anonymous trolls that poison the debate. Hey, if you want me to come in person screaming your face, I'll fucking do <laughs> dude, it. Tell us where, dude. I I I do not I would Listen, drop we, a pin, bitch. Twitter, because this is all we fucking got. We this is literally all we've got. I'm I'm just saying, bro, like the offer still stands. I will scream at you inside of a charity boxing ring. It's like I don't same, same goes for Brad Wilson, by the way. We need to add him to the list. Like none of us are really that hidden online. Like we all like everyone knows who we are at a certain extent. Like it is very easy to find any of yes. them. Yes. Literally yeah. I, I do not hide my identity. I'm not on I'm on a, I'm not an anonymous account or anything. Like I we I put my name to everything I say and I do not give a fuck. I will tell you I have been telling him on Twitter, but so I'm either a bot, anonymous account, or a generally bad I think I'm a generally bad actor. I think yeah, because you're right. telling him he sucks and you know good people in the state don't tell the governor he sucks. Yeah, he is just You just bend over and take it in the ass like a good old constituent. Yeah, yeah. like sports guy Ryan or whoever whoever the fuck that guy was. <laughs> uh Thank you, sir. It, May I have another? Dude, I'm just going through these comments. I mean, every single I mean, all the feedback that he's getting is just basically to some degree telling him that this sucks. But Colin said, honest question for you. I think the extortion was gross and politically poison. I think it does speak to Speaker Wilson's character when he does bad things. I'm unhappy that the Salt Lake City School District caved. I wish you would have stood up for them. So am I poisoning the debate or no? You said to judge you on the outcomes, and I think every outcome from this is bad. So am I fair to judge you based on that? Yes, Colin is fair. And Spencer told us to judge based on outcomes. And that was the outcome. So they're bad people because they're forcing them to do a bad thing. So and, and Colin easy. is not like anonymous at all. His no. pictures on there, his full <laughs> names on there, his credentials are on there. I was gonna say he literally posts like the letters that he writes uh, to Congress people and where he signs Colin Young, comma PhD. Yeah, exactly. Colin is famously available online, so. Uh, yeah, just dealing with this Bobby Newport ass governor is really going to be a pain in the ass for a long time. And I'm just, it's just so awful. It's it's so bad. He's just, he really lives by like, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. You know what? I I was kind of rewatching some parks and recreation stuff because I was looking for Bobby Newport clips just to post on Spencer Cox. (laughs) And him and Leslie Nope did the exact same sort of like, we're candidates for the same office, but we're really likable people. And if you don't vote for me, you should vote for him. And just like the exact same thing like he did as like the ad with uh, whatever his name, the guy who lost. I don't even, I didn't even commit it to memory. Uh, <laughs> Greg is Greg something? I think it was a Chris or something. Who gives Chris a Peterson? Shit? He's, Chris yeah. Peterson. Yeah, whatever. You can do whatever. He fucking sucks. Yeah, it it really is. And um, 
Oh my God. I, and I, I tweeted something about how I wish Huntsman would have won just because Huntsman, like they have the exact same politics, I'm sure. But Huntsman doesn't just like bitch on Twitter about people being rude to him. Like he, I think he understands what comes along with a job since he's been governor before. So I wouldn't have to be talked down to and being, I'm literally being told to eat my broccoli by, by the governor elect. Like, yeah, like there's nothing more insulting than being like a grown man and being told by another grown man to eat broccoli, despite <laughs> the fact like, you know that you could probably just destroy him in a fist fight. It's uh, parody redacted. I would never do that to right. the governor. That's right. I will parody redacted put his testicle looking face <laughs> inside of a toilet and flush. Oh, dude, no one has needed a swirly more than Spencer Cox. But it wouldn't oh do any God. good. He's bald. You can't even get like the like the twistiness on his hair. We'd have to take him to like a bowling alley and just put him in the ball cleaner. <laughs> yeah, dude, this whole like new brand of like friendly woke conservatives or whatever, where they like retweet stuff about like um, wholesome stories about a Muslim family that like experienced like christian goodness or something on christmas or like how you know the way he he retweets jazz players talking about racism or anything like that it's just like it's it's insufferable i he's I, still coasting like, he's still coasting off the one speech that got him national recognition what five years ago yeah the pulse nightclub shooting yeah like, he's still like he's still like coasting off of like oh man there's a lot of dead gay people that's that's so sad like that was his whole thing. That was like the starting point for him actually having any sort of like national trajectory and it poisoned him. Yeah, it really did. So this is what we're dealing with. Um, so as we mentioned before, uh, and as we've been recording this, I got a notification that it's officially passed through the Senate, the COVID relief bill, the rescue bill that we've all been waiting for. Hooray. Um, so in the discourse, the last like two weeks is really whether or not there's going to be uh, direct payments to people like we saw earlier this year where there's twelve hundred dollars uh, per adult. And I don't know what the dependent was, um, maybe six hundred for dependents. I can't remember. Uh, but basically, you know, we had Bernie Sanders and Josh Hawley, a Republican advocating they're like they're on the floor of the senate basically just going back and forth talking about how we uh absolutely need to do direct payments which yes we absolutely do but the problem is with this fucking government we can't just do one thing with a bill it has to be a bazillion other things and they do this thing called omnibus spending bills where they all get together and like every everything has to be quite literally like stapled together to pass this gigantic spending bill um, because we can't just do payments for people. It has to be a bunch of other shit, too. Um, and simultaneously, while they were arguing through all of this, uh, you know, direct payments or not, is it going to be 600? Is it going to be 1,200? Um, we got a bunch of photo ops of uh, basically every politician who's made things measurably worse for everyone throughout this pandemic. All the ones who called COVID a hoax all, yeah. up, all up until <laughs> uh, a week ago. Yeah, we got, when we got photos got of all of them getting the COVID vaccine. And it's just like they're just giving a thumbs up, just fucking taunting us, just yeah. taunting us with like their ability to get like the vaccine that's going to allow them <clears> to return to normal life while all of us still have to hunker down and in, in like the like the privacy of our own homes. It's, yeah. It's, and, and to recap, like how we got here uh, with this vaccine, all this uh, all this shit. So there's a couple of different vaccines that are that are going out, but um, one from Pfizer, one from Moderna. Uh, and the, the Trump administration didn't order enough of either of the vaccines because they weren't sure which one was going to be more effective, supposedly. Um, so other countries hopped the line <laughs> and <laughs> apparently are going to be quicker to get to the vaccine than we are. Um, Germany is actually building mass vaccine tents. Um, and the, our, our country, if we chose to do something, we could do the Defense Production Act and we could mass produce vaccines. We could use the National Guard um, to get these out to everyone in mass if we really wanted to, but we don't have the political will to do that. Um, and also, uh, apparently, there are some states, to Utah's credit, it does appear that we actually have gotten the vaccine for healthcare workers in the state, but there are states like Florida where Governor DeSantis is like, 
oh yeah, we didn't get any vaccine. Like Pfizer didn't send it to us. And Pfizer's like, you didn't order any of the vaccine. So this country is a fucking joke and this distribution <laughs> is a fucking joke. So who knows how long it's going to actually take, but rest assured knowing that all the powerful people that made this such a shitty situation to begin with have already gotten the vaccine by now yep. and are uh, going to be just cheer and their families too. And are probably just uh, at home for Christmas having a just good old time. Hanging out, eating some pumpkin pie, That's spitting right. in each other's mouths. <laughs> just, you know what? I just want to say, I think it's really brave of our Congress to um, give people the amount of money that won't pay for rent or any sort of expense, but will pay for a, at least a medium grade handgun. <laughs> Actually, you know, I, I, I Googled yesterday if, if one of you guys want to pull your check with me, uh, it costs about $1,200 to buy a do-it-yourself guillotine. That's right. Oh, man, an AR-15 is way cheaper than that. Is, that's right. I, it, I just... I mean, it really is so insulting. And it's just like where everyone's just left to just go fuck themselves. But like this is this is how it's always worked in this country. This is how it's 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 gonna continue to work clearly. Like people were people were mad at um I think was it Jim DeBacchus who was basically like he was on some like kind of rant about how like he he was claiming that I don't know if it was the governor, but it, like basically high ranking politicians in Utah were going to be uh, quick to get the vaccine before everyone else. And a bunch of people like said he was crazy or whatever. And I, I don't know if that was true or not, but um, it's true on a broader level, just hierarchically with how our society is built. There was uh, I think it was the Stanford Medical Clinic. Uh, basically all the staff were essentially on strike because they found out that a bunch of administrators for the hospital who work from home were getting the vaccine before a lot of the frontline healthcare workers. So it's like, of course, this is happening. Of course it's happening. We're going to see, we're going to start seeing, you know, uh, exclusive Kardashian parties. We already saw that on a, on an Island somewhere, but we're now we're going to see it in New York or LA or something. And mm -hmm. everyone's going to be vaccinated. Um, it's going to happen for, you know, TV sets and movie sets. It's just like, that's just what's going to happen. Um, yeah, and of course that's what's happening because the most, the most effective way to look through any lens on America <clears throat> is through a class lens. Yeah. Yep. And, and if you can't see that, like Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi getting the shot. So it like makes you like, think it's okay to take a shot. Like that's a rationale behind it even though you're not going to get the shot for another three or four months. Yeah. Like, what's the soonest. Yeah. What's that supposed to say to you too? It's like someone who's like 83 years old and has $120 million is getting this vaccine before, I don't know, healthcare workers, um, before people who are in hospitals and things like that. It's insane to think about. Before the, teachers who are being forced back into the classroom and are being extorted for uh $1,500 or I can't remember how much it is. 1500 bucks, 1500 bucks. That's how much the government gave me for like a month of like housing allowance while I was like a student on the VA on the GI bill. Yep. So that's what they think of them. We're you're equal to one month of a troops, uh, housing allowance. Yeah. Anyway. So um, one of the so everyone, you know, uh, American taxpayers, as they've framed it, which uh, is excluding immigrants for whatever reason. Um, well, I know the reason, but even though they do pay taxes um, are getting six hundred dollar checks, dependents. There's money for dependents as well, but not adult dependents. Uh, so any dependent over the age of 18, even, even if they're still in high school and live at home, <laughs> um, they don't count. Um, Finally, and, I'm getting benefits. Yes, it's about time Noah pays his way. So it's a, it is about time, and um, and also no backfill for you know anything any of the lost unemployment for the last few months. Uh, we instead of the six hundred dollar bonus on top of unemployment, it's three hundred, and as I mentioned, no backfill. So nothing to fix any of the the fix the fact that we haven't had a bill like this um, until you know, or it's been since uh, May. And yeah, so that's kind of where we're at now. And one of the dumbest fucking parts of this whole thing is that they're basing it on last year's taxes, which 
um, is it, because this country is obsessed with means testing fucking everything and they can't just give everyone 600 bucks. They're like, we got to look at your last year's taxes. Um, the, the great part about that is that there's actually something that happened between this last year and this year that's actually causing the need for a bill like this. And it's the fucking pandemic. So if you made a certain amount of money last year that excluded you from being um, eligible for the, the 600 bucks this time around, um, but the, the pandemic made you lose your job and you've been struggling on unemployment and haven't been able to get a new one and haven't been able, um, you know, to get the backfilled unemployment for the last few months, you're still un uneligible for um, the extra, the 600 bucks, the piddling 600 bucks uh, because of how much money you made last year, no matter what your current circumstances are. So really awesome. cool, really cool. Um, and just Dick. fucking harebrained. This country is is a joke, but this country uh, can't end fast enough. <laughs> yeah. So it, it seriously, really like we're already like ways deep in the cool zone. Let's just press the fast forward button. So I mean, we haven't even talked about that strain from Britain that is apparently like more contagious and also. I'm trying I don't not know to think if the vaccine's going to apply to it. So <laughs> trying trying really hard not to think about it. Um, trying really fucking hard not to think about that. Anyway, which... um, the remake of The Stand is currently on CBS All Access. It's great. Um, <laughs> it's a great film. So part we're of... gonna <laughs> we're gonna be back here a year from now with Dude, the same arguments. I know it's it's gonna be so fun. I can't wait to do this again next that, year. You know um, the the fourth stimulus is just gonna be expired Chuck E. Cheese yeah. coins. Yeah. Okay, so the, the final part of this bill, I, I mentioned it before, but it's part of an omnibus spending bill. So, of course, it includes a bunch of other stuff. Um, some of the other stuff that's in there, like, um, part again, this is a COVID relief bill uh, supposed to be. And part of the omnibus spending bill that helped get everything through was this COVID relief. Um, so in trade-off for this 600 bucks that, that we're getting, uh, let's see. Part of the bill, we got um, a whole shit ton of money to Israel. Of course, as part of our defense budget, um, I think they're making commercial streaming, uh, com illegal commercial Internet streaming. Like if um, someone is essentially rebroadcasting out like a NBA game or something on a on an illegal site. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a felony now. That's part of this bill. Awesome. Um, that's awesome because it's not like <clears throat> jazz games are hard enough to watch as it is. That's right. There were it's not like uh, League Pass is the worst fucking thing on the internet. No. Um, uh, uh, there was some border wall funding in here. Uh, famously, some tax cuts if you own a racehorse. So that's pretty great. Um, Do we get extra, like an extra check if we just sign up to help build the wall at this point? Yes, you do actually. Yep. Awesome. And again, this is the wall that falls down if it's too windy. Uh, that's great. Uh, looks like we got two billion for the Air Force, four billion for the Navy, and two billion for Space Force, our uh, guardians, as they're calling them. Go guardians. Is Go there guardians. any? Uh, is there any report that uh, you know Kanye West and Joel Alstein and Tom Brady are going to get another round of PPP loans? Uh, Joel Alstein did get a bunch more. He, there was something where he got a bunch more money out of this thing. Good, so good for him. <clears throat> yeah, there was a super church uh, part of the bill, of course. But um, at, one, one of the most egregious part of this is that if uh, if there is if you get COVID, if a worker gets COVID. Um, Mitch McConnell took it upon himself to personally block part of the bill that would give mandatory paid sick leave to anyone that does have COVID. So awesome. So your boss is going to force you to come back to work and then he won't have to provide any sort of sick leave. If you get sick, that's where we're at in this country. Yeah. <laughs> and, this is on, and this is on the heels of prop 22. So everything is going to be gigafied like moving forward. I'm just imagining someone driving Uber with like a face contraption that gives them like a funnel out their sunroof so they're they can't contaminate the rest of the car because somebody's gonna, being forced to drive Uber while having COVID. Every every Uber driver is going to have to pay for their own Immortan Joe mask. <laughs> Literally be breathing out of a fucking snorkel, dude. Yes. We're just gonna get to the point with like uber and all those things like it's going to be like terms and conditions at a certain point like if you drive a certain amount of miles you somehow like opt into having your body donated to science that's right or for some sort of like biofuel that uber will use for their like autonomous cars in the future 
Why not? God, We're already crossed like the the Rubicon of like evil shit that companies and the government can do. Fuck it. Let's see what else yeah. we can do. What else can we do to grind people into literal dust and then use it as a power source? Soy lint green. Soy lint green. <laughs> you know what? I, I think like I'm just tired of like the banality of evil. Let's fucking go. Let's just Let's get the meat grinders going, folks. Come on. Like, we're already. Oh, yeah, baby. We already know that no one has, like, any sort of, like, regard for human life in corporate or government America. So, fuck it. Let's just go all out, boys. Yeah. Welcome to Brigham Young Money, your number one nihilistic podcast. That's right. Well, okay. So, nothing matters. um, I I don't really have anything else to say on the COVID relief stuff, but I. um, it's just such a fucking slap in the face. I know it's 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 insulting. It doesn't do anything. Uh, it's, oh, it's 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 absurd. Did, did you guys see Nancy Pelosi's comments on it too? I yeah. unfortunately, she said uh, she called six hundred bucks bucks significant. Yeah, six hundred dollars is significant to a woman who has one hundred and twenty million dollars. She probably right. has she, more than six hundred dollars worth of Rocky Road in her fucking Theodore Roosevelt game, big game fridge. Yeah, dude. Um, so I was, she, she is the real life Lucille Bluth. She is like, like, honestly, she, I'm, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't mean that sarcastically. Like she really is. Is that like, out of touch? Yeah. Yeah. That is who she is. How much could one funeral cost? Michael $15. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm on a streak. So, um, you I just got to deal with it. Like dark place. Deal with I it. I know. And the we're last still, thing- and we're still going to get, like, once people get the checks and everything, like, we're still going to get this, like, flood of, like, yes, queen, fucking girl boss. Oh, that that's that's something clap, we clap, should mention. Clap, clap, Is that, tweet. like, so back in, back when she actually did have leverage over Mitch McConnell at a certain point um, to get, like, the business part of the bailout, uh, she didn't get state and local funding back then and said that we she was going to get it in the next one and even like jake tapper was like how are you going to do that how like the leverage is right now you're not going to have it later and she's like oh like don't question me or whatever uh yeah we didn't get it it after the election their hypothesis was if we allow donald trump to send out another set of checks we're we're gonna gonna lose the election well and you know what they almost probably right she could have been right, but the thing is, is that she there was potentially an offer on the on the table from uh, Mnuchin that she and that the Nancy Pelosi and Mnuchin could right. could have agreed to, and she didn't even want to send it to the Senate, even though Mitch McConnell probably would have shot it down, and they would have had to face the consequences for that. It's always yes. defensive with the Democrats, like oh no, like force Mitch McConnell to vote on it, like call his bluff. Yeah. Don't just say oh we can't send it to the Senate because Mitch McConnell is going to shoot it down. Make him shoot it down and make them pay the price politically for doing that. Exactly. And guess what? If Mitch McConnell shoots it down, you run DSCC ads across the country saying, hey, Mitch McConnell shot this down that we're trying to get aid. Vote yeah. out Susan Collins so we can actually get someone in there to actually. Exactly. But they didn't do that. They didn't, they didn't give him a chance anything. to do it. They didn't do politics. So they just really like sat in their thumbs like we got this one. We don't have to do anything. And then they shit the fucking bed. Yep. Yep. And uh, so so a few things that you just mentioned with the corporate stuff. And I just want to end on uh, how insufferable Obama's lists of stuff he enjoyed this year are. Yes, Uh, I've also made a list of movies and songs that I actually didn't listen to, but I thought made me look like a more normal human being. Dude, I'm just trying to picture Barack Obama just sitting down and listening to Phoebe Bridgers. Just the fact that... Okay. But let me be clear. (laughs) Him picking the boys for a TV show is probably like one of the... It's just such a chef's kiss. I wanna, it was, I wanna it was, die, dude. It was that meme where like Garfield's looking at like a sign of Garfield with a no sign through it, and it's like, huh, wonder what this is for. Okay, I I can't. <laughs> I, I I'm gonna be haunted by this forever. So Carly and I have been. Um, the second season of The Boys came out a few months ago, and I thoroughly like. I was obsessed with the first season of The Boys when it came out. I cruised through it all in a day. I was like, this show is fantastic. So I've been waiting it for a works. long time until this until it came out. And when it finally came out, I was like putting it off a bit. I was watching The Sopranos and whatever. And I was like, okay, finally I'll get ready. So I was getting ready to watch the second season of The Boys. And I was like, I don't even remember much from the first season. And so I was like, Carly and I should just rewatch the I'll rewatch it. She can watch the first season for the first time, and then we'll watch the second season. 
we did that and it's just a fantastic perfect show um on about just the uh how bad the american project is really <laughs> and um barack obama put that put the boys as one of his favorite tv shows of the year and i am just I am so perplexed by it. I cannot figure it out. I can't decide if he is trying to torture people like me and be like, it'd be funny if I put this on there because people like he knows that people think he's an awful person. He knows that. But oh, how yeah. like he and he knows there's like a left critique of him that he like refuses to engage with. And again, uh, mind you, throughout all of these discussions of stimulus and and all that, all the the COVID relief package, he didn't say shit about that. He just was carrying on his merry way posting his little lists on twitter about the shit that he enjoyed this year from like my uh, take on it is essentially he had he just found a kindred spirit in homelander dude i think you're right i think you're absolutely right i mean like a guy who's like perceived as like this great and like very positive and happy person but it's like deep down a psychopath like that's obama like uh, he's he straight up cried when Madeline Stillwell died. Oh, spoiler! Gotta bleep it. Just kidding. I don't know if people haven't seen the first. Season. You have no, oh no no no. Sorry, but like it, we're past the statute of limitations. Like it's been <laughs> out for months. If you haven't seen the show, fuck off. Obama uh, would have let that plane load of people die. Let's just. Be oh honest. yes. Uh, well, we had to just... uh, protect the uh, integrity of what? Uh, let me be clear. Back up before I laser you. I'm just like trying to think of like what he what he sees himself. I I just want I just want to get inside of his head so bad, so bad. Even though like I shouldn't care because fuck him, but like man, I mean you I, should care about like what's in Obama's brain because his brain is like the entire Democratic Party right now. Like he's the kingmaker. Like yeah, he really is president again. Let's just call it what it is. He is, and honestly, <laughs> it's gonna be as just as as apathetic and like achieve nothing, just like his presidency did. So yeah, pretty much. It's it's all his old officials. They're all coming back too. I mean. Like I think Chapo said the best. He was like they brought all the old Obama officials back and made them draw jobs from a hat, and just because like none of their <laughs> jobs make sense. Hey, Marsha Fudge, you want to be in HUD despite the fact that none of your expertise is in urban development at all, even though you would have been better in agriculture since like a lot of your projects involve SNAP. <sighs> God. Yeah. Hey, Mayor Pete, do you want to like run planes, trains, and automobiles? Hey, he I'm was sure qualified you... for that job because he. Because he proposed to his husband in in a bus terminal or something. <laughs> no, no, it was Chicago's airport. I can't remember what it's called. No, it's because he still looks like a toddler who plays with a train set. The best tweet about that one though was like him fixing the trolley problem, but he just like brought it back around so it'd kill everybody. <laughs> I know, dude. He ran a fleet of fifty-seven buses, so he knows. I'm, I'm really excited to spend the next four years every time I track train is late, just saying fucking pete dude i mean that's it 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 helps explain why transportation in this country is such a fucking joke that we just give that position to people like pete (laughs) it's like i remember when i was when i was back east living in philly and i took a tally and my train was late 72 days straight 72 days straight I just remember like a tweet I saw after he was named like secretary of transportation. And it was like someone like, hopefully Pete can use his language skills to go over to Europe and figure out why their mass transportation systems are fully efficient and on time. It's like, well, it's because their transportation systems are built with like government power and government owned. Also, it's not like complete grift. Because... Pete Buttigieg is the only bilingual person in America. I can't wait for like Mayor Pete to just go full like McKinsey mindset and just like look at Amtrak. It's like too inefficient, too many trains, too many porters. All of them got to go. And then we just like slash it and burn. So. Yep. So uh, ending on a high note as as always, but I, you know, I wanted to end this episode definitively by having an in-depth discussion about Jimmy Dore. Just kidding. We're not doing that. I don't want to do that. No, please. God. No, (laughs) I I muted his name from my Twitter. So I didn't have to see this goddamn discourse anymore. 
I, I did that too, but it's, it's bled. It's become bigger than him. Anyway. Um, Oh, man, yeah, it's like Benjamin Dixon now, and it's like I, I, it's like, I, I, I can't do it. Benjamin Dixon saying awful things about Bree. I just can't do it. Um, boys, any any parting holiday thoughts? I think we'll probably do a, a year in review potentially, maybe next week. But um, anything leading us into into the old the old Christmas? Fuck, I got nothing. Cool. All right. <laughs> you know, no, 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 no. Always... I got one. Go ahead. Uh, eggnog is very easy to disguise on the street if you just want to just get through a bad day. Um, load it up with extra rum. Who gives a shit, man? Just fucking do it. It's Christmas. It's gonna suck anyway. Be belligerent. Yeah, you know, fight a relative. That's right. <laughs> it's like doesn't matter, man. You might go to jail. Who cares? Three square right. meals a day, and you can work out whenever you want. Yeah, man. That's like the only like acceptable gym that's open now it's like go to jail work out get swole like i'm actually gonna kind of go the opposite route not in like a happy way because fuck that um but uh all we've ever heard from our friends growing up now as adults is i don't think i can do christmas with my family this year sounds exhausting especially if you're like me uh, a product of divorce and you have to like haul your family to mom and dad's house. It's, it's a big pain in the ass and it's never fun. And you always overeat. And I don't know there's always, you always end up in a fight with someone. And this is the perfect opportunity to stay home and not have to deal with Dude, it. That's so nice. <clears throat> that's how that, it was for us on Thanksgiving. That is what I, was... I, that is, yeah. Like, don't go like get or spread COVID to your family. Like you have the perfect op out. Like take advantage of it. Honestly, Sleep in, especially if you don't have children. What a dream. I honestly watched Home Alone again for like the first time in 20 years. And my only thought watching it was like that lucky fucker. <laughs> I know it's looked so nice. Oh, man. Well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Everyone, thank you for listening, and we will catch you next week. We'll see you next time. I'm trying. I don't know. I don't know how to end it. Bye.
Chasing all year. 